When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo. All right, welcome Raider Nation to the Silver and Black Today post-game show. Raiders lose 24-17 to Khalil Mack. Yes, Khalil Mack. Well, the Los Angeles Chargers, but Khalil Mack uh, had a dominating performance. We're back here with you for the post-game reaction show. And joining me, as always, for the voice of the fan and to get uh, usually some positive feedback. Tonight's going to be a tough one. I think, Murph, just because of how this all went down and who did it (laughs) to the Raiders. Uh, But, man, I want to get your reaction. Listen, uh, we're going to get into some of the specifics. Aiden O'Connell's performance, of course, which had lots of rough spots. So the Irish cannon comes out. Everybody wanted to see it. And he had some troubles. No doubt you expected it from a rookie. Uh, A fatal one at the end there with the the Raiders on the four-yard line of the Chargers to go in to tie it up, and he throws – a interception to Avante Samuel Jr. to end the game, basically. And uh, that's a tough one, but we're going to get into that in a minute. But I want to get your reaction first. This game started so well, and we were doing our chat on the PSF app, Corey and I, and it seemed really everything seemed to be going. Defense was playing well, and then there was a lull all the way through up until the fourth quarter when they started to come back. Give me your reaction. Tell me about your emotion. Tell me about how... Uh, this game was for you throughout the whole process? Uh, it's very deflating. I mean, you know, going out, com- coming in off the loss to the Steelers, uh, I think our expectations were low. And so I would like to thank the uh, Las Vegas Raiders for relieving us and me <laughs> of the burden of the expectation for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't expect much more from this team for the rest of the year. Um, I'll continue to identify bright spots and look for areas around the team to be positive, but to have any sort of expectation of postseason or anything uh, competitive with some of the more elite or better teams in the league. I I think that those days are done, you know, uh, Metallica lost me with, with the album load Uh, star Wars lost me at the last Jedi. But I came back when Death Magnetic came out. I came back when The Mandalorian came out. We'll see if the Las Vegas Raiders can put something else out there, uh, you know, to, to bring us back. But as of right now, like, I mean, again, I'll always look for those bright spots. I'll always look for those things to be excited about. Um, or, or like, you know, because my it's it's we call our show Raiders Fan Radio because we're fans of this team. So I'm going to look for things to be a fan of. 
but in terms of an overall, and, and again, go back to the expectation, like it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's gone at this point. Well, and it's, it was a tough one because you saw what could be. You saw Aiden O'Connell come out, looked pretty good, uh, and the defense. See, and, and I'll get back to this in the next segment because I really think, despite what happened tonight, if you look at what the Raiders' defense was able to do, a lot better play. So there were some improvements, just not enough to win this game. But also, the first thing we got to address is the, is the big big yellow elephant in the middle of the room, and that was uh, penalties. The Jerry Tillery penalty got ejected. I saw a lot of Raider fans saying, well, he shouldn't have been ejected. And uh, Corey brought up a good point. He said, you know, maybe not, but I think at that point the referees were like, okay, this guy, if he's still in the game, we could have trouble later. So I think they proactively ejected him. Dumb penalty, just ridiculous. It seemed to change the whole momentum, and it was early. The Raiders had kind of stuffed. The Chargers scored that touchdown, that first one, but they were able to kind of start to get, I think, some some semblance of some momentum on the defensive side of the ball, and then Jerry Tillery with just one of the most ridiculous out-of-bounds penalties I've ever seen, especially against a quarterback in this league. Um, to me, that that just set the tone, I think. Yeah, you know, I got mixed feelings about that. So in the moment, my initial reaction was like, oh, my gosh, like, like, what, what are we doing there? But then, you know, I'm watching the game with my Uncle Mosh, and he's an old school OG Raider fan. And he's like, uh, that's Raider football. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, you know, we talk a lot about the Raiders taking, you know, the mystique and what the, the badassery and, the, and the, you know, the, the, the villain aspect of the Raiders and applying that to the whatever that can look like in the 2023 version of the Raiders. And so when you think of it in those terms of that, it's, you know, yes, I know that, but when, like, ultimately, though, it didn't, it didn't hurt the Raiders in terms of the way that the, 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 the plays progressed, series progressed out. It sucked that we lost him. I think that, that is the thing that um, is, and that's where I kind of go both ways on it because while I can see, you know, the good side of it, of us taking control and really being the aggressor, which is what this team has missed for, quite a while now is being the aggressor. Um, but then you lose that player though. So I think that that's the downside of it, but then we follow it up. Not, and I don't remember, this is all just kind of uh, one glob in my head now, but, um, but also the series where Trayvon Mary gets it. We, we, we flush it out, uh, you know, Herbert force him into a bad throw. Mary gets the interception. Max Crosby lights his ass up. Uh, you know, and we got, I think Spillane got called on a crack back that they never actually explained out what happened. But like, but that series, like that entire, like that was, some raidery stuff going on there it's yeah. like and, and i love the fact that max crosby went after freaking uh, justin a bear i love the fact that that's the way that this thing went down so i kind of like like to me and i don't know i'm just a fan but i would rather see an overly aggressive defense that you got to like pull back a little bit than to see them not bring it enough on every single play yeah. so i'm not as disrupted as much on that on that, on that, on that, that, that hit out of bounds. Although I get it. And, and I understand the criticism as well, but at the same time, like we're Raiders. So let's do some Raider stuff. Well, yeah, but, and I agree with you. I think the play in the field, we saw some, some nasty hits today. I mean, Malcolm Coons, another good game. Uh, and I really love what's happening with his play. I mean, I think it's, it's huge, but at the same time to hit a quarterback out of bounds, like to hit a quarterback inbounds these days is you have, there's a fine line. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying it is what it is. And to do that out of line, out outside of, of of a play, out of bounds, he was clearly out of bounds. Even the replay, he does it. And you see Max Crosby, of course, because Max Crosby's all over the field constantly, following him out of bounds, and he just goes like this with his arms. 
Because that's the kind of play. Now, you want to beat the hell out of somebody in bounds, Murph. I'm with you on that one. But I thought it just set, it just gave them a little extra juice to want to beat the Raiders. So that was first. But that was one play. Okay. Then you have the situation where you get you get the other big sack earlier in the game, too. And you have David Long Jr. offsides, right? He just lines up offsides. Uh, yeah, brutal. So, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing with the penalties tonight. Now, there were a couple. The penalty on Jacoby Myers, I don't think that was a good call because you saw it happen later in the game twice on the Chargers. Didn't call it. It was a no call then, but it was a call earlier in the game on the big pass to Jacoby Myers from Aiden O'Connell. So so that pe- – but the, the penalties, again, it's not just getting penalties. It's getting penalties that are crucial at crucial moments – Yep. And, and and that, to me, was a huge – because I really – look, as outplayed as they got at certain points in this game, they beat themselves yet again. You look at that. You look at those penalties. You look at Aiden O'Connell, who struggled. Look, we, we all wanted to see the kid play, and I still think he should play. But at the same time, he held the ball too long. By my count, of all of the sacks, including the six by Khalil Mack – one of them was definitely on O'Connell, no question. He held the ball too long. If he would have dumped the ball off or threw it out of bounds, he would have avoided it. That's a rookie that's going to happen. But it, it was crazy because the, the other elephant in the room is the offensive line, Murph. I mean, not only did Khalil Mack beat each one of them at least once and multiple times. I mean, Colton Miller had a tough game. Jermaine Illuminor had a tough game. Everybody had a tough game. They got blown away. It reminded me of the Bills game a little bit because they could just not – they could not control – line of scrimmage. The only time the Raiders were able to move the ball is when Khalil Mack was taking a breather. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that was rough. I mean, talk about, I mean, stacking insult on injury, man, when, when, when it's Khalil Mack is the one that's, that's doing it to you. And, you know, and I did during the game, I made a comment to, to, to my uncle. I was like, you know, it's trading Khalil Mack was, was huge. Like that was, that was such a massive blunder uh, in the rearview mirror. And at the time, and even still to this day, I'll defend the idea of it because yeah. of what the Raiders not only secured in draft capital, mm-hmm. but also what we didn't have to pay you know, him and that monster contract that he was seeking that he ultimately got from the Bears. And when you look at, like, how did that thing play? And that's what my uncle's point was, like, well, look how that thing played out for the Bears. It didn't play out well. So it's like, I think that the Raiders ultimately, still to this day, again, made a good move. But as a fan, that was our guy. That was our closer. That was our guy that took over games. When you hear them comparing his game today, comparing his to his games in 2015 or other times, you know what I mean? It's just like, damn, like that that hurts feelings when it's that guy that's, that's getting after it. Because I mean, you know, that guy should have been a lifer for us. That guy should have been a silver, but, but he's not. So we've got to move on from it. But point being though, is that it just adds that extra little something on it. Uh, when you got a guy that was, you know, previously a, a part of this organization in a building block at the time of this organization to now uh, move on. And then now, now do that to our, to our offensive line and do that to our young quarterback. And, and I'm with you. And like, I think that like in terms of O'Connell, like, you know, I didn't. I don't think anyone really thought he was going to go out there and be a gunslinger today. In terms of like, <laughs> you know, lighting it up for you know five tutties and four hundred yards or whatever. 
But I, I did expect him to take care of the football. I did expect him to take some chances because that's what rookies do. I did expect him to kind of force some throws, and we saw that. A lot of the things that he did today were kind of like, I, I think, a very realistic first game for a fourth round rookie. Like I, I think that it was it was a fair game for the for the way that he played. I thought that he managed the clock in terms of like the play management and like things yeah. like that. Like he managed the game very well from those terms. Um, yes, there are some throws he would have wanted back especially like that last one that, that Asante Samuel picks off. I mean, they just read that thing from a mile away. And and so I think that, you know, I mean, Jacoby Myers didn't even have his head turned around and he's already firing that thing out there. So I think there's a different play there to be made. Um, but those are rookie type mistakes. All that said, if you keep him off of his ass 16 or six times by number 52, like maybe we have a different result to this game. So not to say that, 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 you know, he couldn't have been better on, on letting ball uh, sure. go earlier. Sure. Not to say the offensive line, I mean, but ultimately that's what it comes down to. I'm like, it wasn't like, sure, he hung on to it for a little bit, but yeah. it wasn't like he was like camped out back there. You know what I mean? So like, I, I kind of understand like all sides of it, but at the end of the, end of the day, Scott, the bottom line is this. Here we are, our first official home game of the year in front of a 70% split uh, of Raider Nation versus Charger fans. And, um, and we couldn't get it done, man. And I'm, I'm glad we didn't not get it done by starting Brian Hoyer. Um, but still, man, like we, we, you know, aside from really some, some really fourth quarter things that went in our favor, most, mostly Herbert getting hurt, you know, and, and the way that, you know, Josh doesn't kick the field goal. McDaniels doesn't kick the field goal there. And, and a lot of us are going like, why aren't, why aren't we, why aren't we kicking this or why are we kicking this thing? And, and so like, it just, anyways, it, you know, why, why are you punting? When, when, you know what I'm saying? When you're inside yeah. the 57-yard field goal, you got the, one of the best kickers in the league. Like, why are we not kicking the field goal? But then all of a sudden, the Raiders get the ball right back. You know, so it's like I can kind of see, like, all sides of it. But at the end of the yeah. day, we didn't get it done. Josh McDaniels and his body language is, I mean, it's rough. You know, we, we talk a lot about body language on this show. And when you saw it today, the body language is bad. The posture is bad. The energy is low. Uh, you know, outside of that Merrigan interception, I didn't see anybody getting yeah. fiery on, on any occasion. And to me, that just doesn't spell a lot of good things for the Raiders upcoming. This is kind of like another repeat of what we saw last year. It kind of feels like yes. it's, it's just last year playing out all over again. Yes. And I'm going to, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to get into that because I see some people in here saying, Hey, this wasn't a coaching problem. I disagree. Part of it, not all of it. Listen, guys play the game on the field. The offensive line in two weeks has had a quarterback go out with a concussion because of being hit. And this game, you have one guy get six sacks against you. The offensive line has regressed horribly since last year. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But I also want to talk about Josh McDaniels because I, to your point about body language. Listen, the Raiders, I want you to stack this up and think about this as we go to this quick break. That is the Raiders over the last seven games going back to last year are one and six. One and six. That is not a good trend. I don't care what happened in roster turnover, all that jazz. One and six. That is not good for the head coach. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Murph and I roll on here. Silver and black today. Post-game reaction. Raiders 24-17 losers to the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll be right back.